If it's happening in high school sports, we're talking about it now on the Prep Spotlight. Featuring WNSP's Pigskin Pete and color analyst Ryan Gennard. An hour of all prep sports on 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The Prep Spotlight, brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Now, here are Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. All right, here we go. Welcome into the Prep Spotlight. This is Brian Gennard. Pigskin is out tonight, but I'll be taking you through the evening with help of Michael Bronner, who's always my trusty assistant, going to keep me straight, hopefully uh, keep things going for me. We got a packed show for you tonight. Um, we're going to have uh, Sam Gates from Baker High School golf coach joining us here in just a few minutes and then half past the hour or actually at 15 after the hour uh, we're going to be joined by Brett Boutwell head baseball coach at Sareland and then at the bottom of the hour we'll spring forward a little bit talk a little spring football we'll do that with a head coach of Gulf Shores Mark Hudspeth will join us at the bottom of the hour and then the last segment, Bronner and I'll just wing it and see what's going on. Yeah, we'll, talk a little we'll bit do what we do. That's right. <laughs> we'll make some stuff up. Uh, hopefully nobody's going to be Googling or fact-checking us. But, uh, you know, just right off the top of my head, one of the things that, that sticks out is uh, last week uh, we had the basketball state championships up in Birmingham. Boy, St. Luke's with a valiant effort and a great game comes up a little short. Our only chance to bring home a blue map. They get a red one instead, but Coach Trey was got to be excited about that team, the way they performed down the stretch and just the effort they had up in Birmingham. I, I just thought um, they played their hearts out, and boy, they, they it was just such a close game and a heartbreaker for them. And the other thing that really stood out to me in the state championships was uh, just the youth movement that's going on. I and mean, we talked last week about how many young prospects we have down in this area. I mean, you look at Sarah Land alone with Ryan Williams and KJ Lacey, and now Antonio Coleman getting an offer from Alabama as well. And uh, we saw in uh, a couple releases late last night Josh Flowers, the quarterback from Baker, who was only a junior. Uh, committing to Mississippi State, but boy, there were several young players um, from Buckhorn, a young man that's a freshman, uh, getting the MVP of, of that group. You had a young lady from Mars Hill, MVP of the women's um, bracket there as a seventh grader. So just a lot of really good young talent around the state. And when we talk about young talent, uh, not only in basketball, Boy, there's some floating around in golf as well. And at this point, I'm going to be joined by Sam Gates, head coach for the Baker Hornets golf team. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I, you know, it's starting to stay light a little longer. You don't have to get oh, off yeah. the course at 4 o'clock, so you got to be excited right. about that. And after this weekend, you can play till 6.30 if you wanted to, I guess, right? There you go. There you go. No rushing anymore. There you go. Hey, I don't know if you just heard. I was just talking about just if you watch the state basketball tournament about the youth movement. It seemed like that we've we've had and seen a lot in this state. Um, in football, 
basketball. I mean, you had a seventh grader up at uh, Mars Hill. She wins the MVP of the girls um, uh, group there, a freshman and Buckhorn. But, boy, you've got some young players on both the the boys and the girls teams that have been really playing well for you as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're, uh, we're definitely proud of them. Um, got a seventh grader on the men's team. His uh, name's Alex Foster. Uh, most people know his bigger sister, Caitlin. Uh, she kind of paved the way for him when it came to golf. Uh, he's fearless. He gets out there, and, you know, I, I was actually goofing around with his parents the other day talking to him. I said a few holes. He was 20 or 30 foot away putting for birdie, and, you know, I figured he'd take, you know, a good 20 or 30 seconds, look at it, read it, putt it, and I think he had already hit it, putted it, uh, made it, got his ball, put the flag in, was off the green in about 30 seconds. So that's how he plays. He just hits it wherever it goes. He's going quick. Well, you know what's funny is um, I, I read that last name and I didn't make the connection between Alex yep. and, and Caitlin. And uh, and as successful as she's been, boy, you've got to be excited. There's another Foster in the program, right? Oh yeah, he he texted her a picture of his trophy the other night and said, "I got one." And she quickly sent him one back and said, "Ha ha, I've got more." <laughs> <laughs> so they're uh, they're definitely in a good competition, but uh, they they're definitely the ones that uh, have set the tone early on this year. But like we you said, and many other people recognize them. There's so many on the team right now that are stepping up in ways that we've been waiting on them to do, and they they really shine bright here early on in the season. And that's uh, we got a senior, Josh Jim. Uh, he shot his first ever uh, under par round yesterday out at Magnolia, or Tuesday out at Magnolia. Uh, Gavin Gwynn, the junior, he shot an even par, and he's been my number one golfer for the last couple of years. Um, Houston Doris is a senior. He's still in the high 30s, low 40s average, and had a new kid come along at the end of the year last year, played a little bit with us, but uh, this is mainly his first full year with Carson Ackridge. He's an eighth grader. And uh, he's, you know, right there at my number two, number three spot as well. He's in the high 70s, low 80s. So the guys' team is definitely uh, producing. Uh, with the newcomers, we got Tyler Sheffield, who's been working his tail off to get in the starting lineup, and he's he's right there at it. And uh, Gray Parker's our other one. So they all push each other. I told somebody today, I think between the first guy and the last guy might be a difference of, you know, seven or eight strokes on an 18-hole course. So they're all competing. Um, and that's always nice to see as a coach because, you know, as, as much as we push them, uh, when they push each other, you seem to get a little bit more out of them. And uh, so that's that's awesome. On the girls' side, of course, we've talked about Caitlin. She came out the other day hot again on the first uh, match um, at Magnolia, shot an even par. I uh, was very close to two under par. She had about an extra foot of putt. She would have been two under. Um, and our senior this year, Summer Purvis, has really – up her game. She is definitely going to be a strong number two or three player for this year, uh, for us this year. And she's been working all, you know, all summer and all fall long to get her swing to where she needs it. And it's finally starting to shine through. And it's nice to see that. So, well, that's great, coach. I mean, you got to be proud of, of of your seniors, but then excited about about the youth you have as well. And it just amazes me, and especially as many times as. Uh, back when I was playing before the last back surgery is that, that you know, I, I tried to get around Magnolia Grove and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I hear Pickskin and Bronner and those guys talk about it. There anybody shooting even par. I'm at 36 usually after the first four holes. And yeah. It's on a good day. So. Yeah, it's um, especially now that they've changed it. You know, they used to, 
um, the, the heavy, thick brush down the sides of the fairways and behind the greens kind of framed the hole for you. And now it's just kind of like you're out at Mobile Country Club. It's wide open. Uh, the wind comes through there at all different angles at all different parts of the uh, course. Um, but, you know, they've, they've took it and ran with it. Um, and not to forget a couple more I've got on the uh, ladies' team, uh, Carolyn and Caitlin, though. They're both sisters. And as much as it's fun watching Alex and Caitlin go at it, it's equally as fun as watching two sisters uh, battle each other out there and try to beat the other one out. And so Courtney Rester is also, she's a, she's a new, uh, she's a sophomore. She's a first-year player. And so um, her and Madeline Ricks are both working their way up the working their way up the ladder. And uh, we're learning every day. And Coach Ron Walsh is one of my assistants. I don't really consider him assistant. He's he's great. He's he's the backbone of backbone of our practice schedules and things like that. He really gets out there and can diagnose kids really quick with you know swing techniques and things like that. So I definitely want to give him a shout out and tell him how much I appreciate him. So it's not a one man show for sure. Well, we're talking to Coach Sam Gates head uh, golf coach at Baker High School. And, Coach, so as you get into this time of year, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, I know you guys are starting to play some tournaments. You've been at Magnolia Grove. What does the next few weeks look for you, and and how does season progress from there? Yeah, so we've got actually a two-day tournament starting Monday for the men uh, men's team out at Rock Creek. Uh, that's the base side invitational. They've put it on for a couple years now, and so – uh, we're looking forward to that. That'll be a good challenge to see how the kids can hold up on 18 holes back-to-back days. Um, you know, it's it's pretty tough with, with walking 18 one day, much less doing it two days in a row. And, uh, you know, they don't have caddies and they don't have carts, so they, they carry in their bags everywhere they go. So they, the conditioning is definitely something I've tried to, you know, tell them to get out there and, hey, you know, don't just walk one or two holes. You need to get out just walk around, carry that bag as much as you can because once it gets 95 degrees, you know, there's, you know, you better have your legs underneath you. And uh, we're going we're gonna to go into that Monday and Tuesday, and then after that we'll have a little break from big tournaments, and we'll just play a few nine-hole matches here and there before the county championship at the end of this month. And uh, once we get done with the county championship, we have spring break, and then it's playoff time. So, uh, it seems like a ways away at moments, and then other times it feels like you've got about five minutes to get ready for that. So we've got a lot of good competition in 7A area one this year with UMS girls uh, moving up, so that's going to be something we have to deal with. And I think there's a couple men's teams that moved up. But, uh, you know, I tell them it's golf. You know, there's, there's no defense in golf. It's not like you can go out there and line up against them and tackle them or out hit them or whatever it is. You just got to play yourself and, you know, play the course and look up at the end and see where you're at. And so – uh, that's what we try to do. We try to just let them, you know, get in, get into their mode and don't pay attention to what everybody else is doing and just focus on what we've talked about at practice every day. And as long as they do that, they know they'll be fine. So. Yeah, and so this time of year, are you guys just really just, I mean, as soon as you can get them out of class, getting them over to Magnolia Grove, trying to play nine holes in the afternoon um, every day? Or are, I'm trying to figure out how you work a practice yeah, schedule. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we get out there around 2 o'clock on a good day as far as starting and, and everything. And then uh, we'll, we'll go through a rain session if, if it's open, if it's not raining or anything like that. Uh, we'll go through a rain session, and then we'll kind of break up. And some of them will go play the par 3, some of them will go walk the big course, and some of them will stay in chip and putt. And we just kind of rotate. Like I said, there's, we're, we're trying to run two teams, so sometimes it can get a little tough with – making sure you get around to each and every one of them, you know, in a, in a specific time frame. But uh, we try to break them up in small groups, and they, they kind of, you know, they, they know the 
they know the rhythm that I want them to go in at practice. And it's, you know, if you're not going to go to the course after the rains, then you need to go work in the bunkers and putt and chip and things like that. And they all do a great job. They are very self-motivated. Uh, this is the best group I've ever had collectively for sure. Um, they, they all, like I said, they push each other. They're real close with one another. Uh, they're all friends. And so it's been real fun seeing them just understand how to get better and know that, you know, as much as coach wants to push us, you know, we've, we've got to push ourselves as well. And this is not just a two hour day thing, you know, golf's constantly learning and studying and watching videos and reading and then action. So that's, that's what we try to instill in them. Well, coach Gates, we wish you the best of luck this year. Baker High School, Hornets Golf. Coach Gates, good luck the rest of the season. I appreciate your time tonight. All right, Brian. Thanks, man. Thank you. Stick Thanks. around. Coach Brett Bout will come in with Saraland Baseball right after the break. to the prep spotlight on sports radio 105.5 this is brian Gennard. big skin has the night off and uh you know, we're talking a little baker high school golf with coach sam gates we appreciate him joining us and man he is he's got to be excited about how his team's playing and he's he's got some young folks and caitlin foster and then his her brother a seventh grader alex leading the way on the men's side and it's just funny how you've seen the movement of of youth in this area and it seems like we're just getting younger and younger players and it's it's exciting i'm excited about uh what that holds for for all of us uh, for the next few years to to watch a lot of these players it always fascinates me when we talk about these 14 15 year olds who are finding rides to practice but uh you know being named all state players or <laughs> things like that and that's a lot lot for a 14 15 year old to handle but uh but we've got some coaches around the area that have done a really good job of of helping these uh young men and women reach their potential and one of those coaches is going to join us now uh, we're going to be joined by coach brett boutwell Saraland baseball coach how are you good how y'all doing we're doing well tonight, Coach. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to to join us tonight, especially I, I know you guys are kind of right in the thick of things, but uh, uh, you got to be excited about how your your group up there in Sarahland's playing early this in this this new baseball season. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I actually just ran out um, um, to my truck to uh, jump on the phone with y'all. I was actually. Uh, uh, keeping the press box for uh, the JV um, a doubleheader that we have here tonight, and so it's just uh, baseball all around us right now. And uh, our varsity bunch is uh, they've been playing well, and uh, and we just got back from the big trip at the uh, Perfect Game Showdown in Hoover this past weekend, and and we're actually loading the bus in the morning and uh, heading up to Auburn to play. Uh, uh, Number one, uh, Central Phoenix City in the morning, uh, but tomorrow afternoon in uh, Smith Station, 
And then on Saturday, uh, we're going to play Auburn High School and uh, Beauregard High School. Well, I mean, Coach, you're loading up some some heavy hitters here early, and I'm sure that kind of prepares you as you go through the year and then as you get into playoffs. But uh, one of the things that stuck out to me that I've seen a couple of folks tweet out and seen it on your page is is Bryson Goff having that uh, complete game five hitter against IMG. You've got to be excited about how that young man's pitching for you and, and what he's doing on the mound. Bryson has pitched for us ever since he was uh, been the ninth grade, and uh, his ninth grade year uh, was uh, the COVID year. And, and um, we actually uh, we got word that year um, we were going up to Auburn and uh, and playing, and um, we got word that the season was going to be um, shut down for a couple weeks. And, and so we ran him out there against some Tuscaloosa County as a ninth grader uh, just to see what he could do, and. and uh, ever since that that day, he he, uh, he just loves throwing the big games, and and um, it really showed last weekend uh, versus IMG Academy that he uh, uh, he just likes some of those moments, and um, we're gonna give him a shot uh, tomorrow afternoon against uh, Central Phoenix City as well, and and uh, um, it just seems like the bigger of the name of the, the opponent that um, you're playing. Uh, is when you see his best effort. Well, it's funny. I I love following you guys on Twitter and and, and looking at some of the highlights. And I, I uh, perfect game scout posted a, a video of uh, one of those pitches from that IMG game. And I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm not standing at the plate trying to <laughs> swing at him because he's he's a big kid and he seems to have a lot of movement on that ball as it's coming towards you. Yes, he. he uh... His uh, a two-seam fastball uh, uh, just got a lot of run on it. And and, uh, and uh, Clint Smith, uh, there's a kid that's been uh, catching um, really uh, his whole life. And uh, and them two together, I mean, it's just like um, they're on um, the, same, the same page all the time. And it's funny, um, there's a lot of times in a ball game um, that Clint will call timeout and, and have – um, those two on the hitter, and, and they'll go have the conversation. And, and uh, you know, I mean, it's like I'm uh, two brothers uh, watching them on the mound and behind the plate. You know, you you brought something up right there, that, and that's a special relationship. It, it it's interesting to see how you know pitchers get used to, and they get in a rhythm, and they feel a su- certain comfort level with a catcher that they know and know how he, they're going to call the game and what's going on. You've got to be happy with that relationship and know that, that you can kind of rely on your catcher to kind of take control and calm things down when, when it needs to be that way. Yeah. And it's um, just like a, a brother relationship uh, when those two, and there's times, you know, um, last year this when uh, I really saw it, you, you know, um, they would get in the dugout, and, and any other time you would think that that you know that was about to be a you know a heated conversation. But you know um, them two, I mean, they really talk about it, and uh, and it's uh, the trust factor that really um, Bryson has with him, and, and uh, you know, and uh, Clint's not afraid to say, hey, hey you know, bury this breaking ball and. And Bryson knows that um, he's going to block it up and, and um, keep it in front of him. Well, Coach, let's talk about some other folks that are shining a little bit this year. It's so funny. I Also, on your Twitter page, looking at uh, uh, 
a video of uh, Sante McWilliams uh, getting the hit and how quick that young man gets down the line. <laughs> I bet he gets a lot of, of infield hits as well. But tell me about not only Sante, but some other guys that are on your team that are that are playing well so far this season. Sante's been, uh, you know, he, uh, he's been in uh, our lineup at, uh, ever since last year as the ninth grader, you know, and a lot of people uh, know about him on Friday nights. And, and uh, uh He's been awesome for us. Uh, Evan Hilliard's been, you know, a guy that's been in our um, a pitching rotation for the last uh, three years, and he's uh, really having a uh, a good start to his uh, a junior campaign. And uh, Cam Warren uh, is also another guy that's been in our rotation for um, for the past couple of years. Uh, uh, he had an injury last year, and he he, uh, he didn't get to play last year, but he's um, really bounced back and. Uh, really got the rust off, and uh, Brooks Wommel is, you know, another guy that's kind of been in the top of our lineup for the past some couple of years, and he's uh, swinging a hot bat right now. And uh, Jameson Curtis is uh, uh, another one that's uh, playing a uh, right field for us, and he's uh, he's hitting, you know, right at the um, 400 mark after um, the, um, the the first eight games. And when you really look at him hitting. That type of average uh, versus the pitching that we've been seeing, it, it's, it's really good to see. Coach, you guys have uh, made it a habit of winning area championships, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 22. What do you have to do to make it happen again this year? Uh, it's going to be the tough road. Uh, we're in there with um, the Faith Academy and um, Theodore and Murphy and Blunt and, and – uh, you know, um, the Faith Academy is always um, right there in the mix of everything. Uh, you know, when you're talking about a statewide, and um, Theodore's always had a good program, and uh, Murphy, uh, Cullen Wackers over there, and I, I saw them play the other night, and he's doing an outstanding job. And you know, it, it'll be tough. You know, but that's why that's why we're playing the schedule that we played. So whenever we get to that point, you know. Uh, We've seen a lot of it, you know, and it's just going to be a time to go play. I think it's great, Coach. I love the way that you guys are kind of front-ending this thing so that once you get into playoffs, you know, you guys will be ready. Hey, Coach Brett Boutwell, Sarah Land, Spartans Baseball. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Wish you the best of luck this season. I'm sure we'll be talking to you later in the year. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, Coach. Hey, stick around right after the break. Coach Mark Hudspeth from Gulf Shores joins us to talk a little spring football. This is the Prep Spotlight on Sports Radio 105.5. P, your source for high school sports. Now it's time to keep up with the Joneses as we take a look at some of our former Mobile and Baldwin County athletes who are now making the spotlight on the next level. Brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Now, back to Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. Welcome back into the Prep Spotlight. This is Brian Gennard. Pigskin is out tonight, but Michael Bronner helping me Keep things straight. Keep me going here. Michael, keep it up with the Joneses. We've got a lot of folks from uh, this area making noise on the next level. 
You want to jump in and give me your uh, keeping up with the Joneses for this week? Ah, former McGill tool and standout Bubba Thompson just mashed a grand slam yesterday for the Rangers in spring training. So I think that's a fitting one for my side of the glass. How about you? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'll stick with baseball a little bit. We talked about the St. Luke's baseball team, but uh, thinking of St. Luke's, Jeremiah Jackson sticks to mind. And that young man playing in the California Angels organization, he's invited down to spring training, one of the uh, only non-roster players invited, uh, gets up last night in the bottom of the ninth and gets himself a walk-off home run and uh, for the Angels against the Rockies. And how cool is that to <laughs> be able to, to walk one off as, a, as an invitee? And then, hey, we're going to be joined here um, by Coach Mark Hudspeth for Gulf Shores. And while we're talking about Gulf Shores, just real quick, I, I'm going to throw a, a second nominee in for our Keeping Up With The Joneses. Brandon Silvers, former Gulf Shores High School, uh, now playing in the XFL, having a really good campaign as well. Coach Hudsmith, how are you, sir? Hey, we're doing great tonight. Thanks for having us on, guys. Well, hey, Coach, we appreciate you joining us. You know, it's usually that kind of year where we're talking about different things. And, and Pigskin and I started a couple of weeks ago talking a little bit of, you know, as we get ready to spring forward here, um, talking a little spring football. And, and we wanted to kind of, you know, touch base with some local teams and, and see how a the off season's going, and then and then b you know what's what's the plans for for spring football, and 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 how are things shaping up for you guys down in Gulf Shores? Yeah, we're right in the middle of what we call our first quarter workouts, and that's off season program. And second quarter, uh, in all you know in all colleges, they call second quarter spring football practice and you know a lot of high schools have moved away from spring football practice and they they opt for that extra week of, of fall camp uh and not do a spring practice but I, i'm i'm a, a big believer in spring football practice we'll start april 17th and we'll stretch that out for four weeks and uh, try to get a lot of good teaching coaching in and and then trying to develop a lot of toughness and things like that and trying to develop you know young players and so it's important to us and and we're having a great off season and a lot of a lot of things happening over here in Gulf Shores as we're getting ready to break ground on on the new school and the new football facility which will include a 120 yard indoor facility so we've we've got some exciting times over here in Gulf Shores. Well coach as you get ready for spring practice I know you're also looking to uh, replace a defensive coordinator do you think that'll be done by spring or or, or will that be further down the road as, as Paul Rhodes leaves to, to return to the college ranks yeah well I'm going to give you guys some information I just got so you guys are the first to report it I just literally had a parent meeting and while I was in there I got the text that it has been board approved and uh, so Brian Van Gorder will return as defensive coordinator uh, to Gulf Shores. Wow, that's great news for you, Coach. I'm sure you're excited about that, and then uh, and just in time too for spring. So that'll give you some extra time to to work with those guys and and and, and for Brian to be able to go ahead and get that system in place and and not have to to worry about that later in the year. And and I know it's it's hard when you get folks in late trying to get get those those uh, systems in at the last minute. Yeah, that's going to really pay off. So he'll be here Monday. So we're really going to only have been about two weeks without a coordinator. 
And, uh, you know, he's, you know, when you got a guy that's been the defense coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons and defense coordinator in Power Five football for 19 years, he just brings a wealth of experience and energy and just a whole nother level of coaching. And, you know, a lot of coaches pay to go to coaching clinics, you know, uh, during, the, during the off season, go pay, you know, $45 to sit in on a 45 minute meeting, a few of those somewhere. Well, our coaching staff, you know, it's like a coaching clinic every day when you got a Paul Rhodes sitting there in the defensive staff room or a Brian Van Gorder, uh, Kenny Edenfield. And so our, our whole staff, our young coaches, our coaches that are teachers also, they get to learn from these guys. And it's really helped the development of our coaches as well as our players. And so it's a big part of our program. Well, you know, I, I love – keeping up with you guys on social media coach i don't know who took that over for you or who does it but they do a great job of of really kind of giving us a daily insight on uh not only some you know speakers that you guys have that come visit you but work that you guys are doing inside outside in the gym no matter what the day holds i love the picture of the uh, the helmet on the beach it just really kind of sets everything off but uh <laughs> You guys do a great job with your social media program and keeping your fans involved in what's going on with you. Well, I appreciate that. If you hadn't got anybody listening and would like to check it out, it's, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all at GSHS Dolphins for Gulf Shores High School, GSHS Dolphins, and, and follow us. We, I, we try to really promote our players as much as we can, promote our program, and give our guys a lot of exposure. And, and like you said, though, you got a lot of aunts and uncles and grandparents and all those type of people all across the South that would love to keep up with their grandkids and then our fans and former players and and even parents at home during the day, it gives them a great conversation piece to come home and say, hey, son, I saw what y'all were doing today. So uh, I think we do a good job there. I think we're sort of cutting edge and we're trying to even do more in the future. So I'm glad you guys have got a chance to see it. Well, I, I think you do a great job. Well, Coach, let's, let's take a little step back and look at last year. I, I mean – Man, what a season! You're outscoring your opponents 37 to 18. I mean, you talk about that defensive coordinator position and and just how well things went for you last year. You know, you're losing that third round to to Faith after beating them earlier in the year. It's hard to beat a team, especially that that's good twice in a season. But boy, you really have to be excited about your team last year and and what those those guys were able to accomplish. Well, you know, to win 11 games and uh, was really proud of our guys and the progress we've made. So we've won 17 games. I'm sorry, we've won uh, yeah, 17 games in the last two years. And so we're, we're laying the foundation. And uh, I think, you know, now with the, with the resources that we have and the resources that are coming with the new school, uh, the new football facility, everything involved, it's really – it's really got a chance to become something special in the next few years. Well, we're talking to Cart Coach Mark Hugspeth with the Gulf Shores High School Dolphins. Coach, you got to be excited not only about the facilities and everything's going on. You got to be excited that Ronnie Royal has another year uh, to come back and and play for your program. You know that guy does everything for us, and last year we we moved him from playing running back to really. Uh, a utility player. So he played slot receiver, he played tight end, he played X, he played Z, and then played a little bit of running back and wildcat quarterback, and then he started at corner and kickoff return. And the guy, I mean, heck, he would, he would take water out on the field if you let him. He's just, he does everything, and that's why I'm pounding the table so hard for that guy. He's got a lot of power five offers, but 
There's two schools in the state of Alabama that are missing the boat on him. And it's not my first rodeo in recruiting, and uh, and that's why I'm disappointed to this time so far that we haven't got that offer uh, from the two in-state schools, which I still think we got a chance to do. I'm with you, Coach. You know, it's funny. We, we got to see you guys a few times last year, and then I, I caught some other games watching – you know, either through NFHS and, and things like that. But what impressed me was not only when the, the he had the opportunity to either, you know, on offense carry the ball or do whatever, but when you put him in the slot and he was the lead blocker, he was just – I mean, he goes after – he hits you as hard as, as, as he does on defense as a blocker and I mean, he he doesn't take a playoff. It doesn't matter if the ball is going away from him or anywhere. He he's impressive, no matter if he has the ball in his hands or what he's doing. He, he like you said, he's a physical player. He's got great dynamics with his speed, with his agility, with his ball skills, high football IQ, very high character. Uh, the guy's unselfish. And to be honest with you, he had good numbers this year. But if we we had to pull him out at halftime of probably about half the games. Uh, and so, you know, if he plays the whole game, his numbers are going to double. And uh, so he's unselfish, wants his teammates to play. And so I've just been really proud of the kid. He's going he's gonna to play somewhere. He's either going to play for these two or he's going to give them two teams hell in a couple of years. I can promise you that. Yeah, I, I, I'd pay to watch him play on Saturday, and, and we're not going to be shocked to see him play on Sundays as well. So let's talk a little bit, coaches. Uh, is you, you you had a senior quarterback, so you'll you'll have a new new quarterback coming in. How is that battle shaping up, and 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 what will that look like for you as you go into spring, and then as you take advantage of seven on sevens during the summer? Yeah, you know, right now we've got some young quarterbacks that we're developing that's been in our program, and so we lost a really good quarterback in Brendan Bird who signed with BMI. Uh, on signing date, and so now uh, we've got a group of young quarterbacks that uh, are getting all the reps and and uh, really are, are growing within our program. So, you know, we've got uh, some work to do to replace a really good one. But the best thing about it, you know, we've got Braden Jackson returning, Ronnie Royal. Uh, we've got a lot of talent around him. we just got to be able to get the ball to these guys. And so how much do you put on like a 7-on-7? Seven seven? I know it's completely different and then – Folks have different, but I would think as a coach, especially when you're just when you're trying to break in a new quarterback, just being able to, to read and do some stuff and kind of get the speed of the game a little bit, uh, do you put a little bit of weight on that since you are kind of trying to break in somebody new? Yeah, you know, one thing we probably we really don't do is we don't do a lot of seven-on-sevens in the summer. Um, you know, when you go to seven on sevens, you, you're seeing defenses that you don't see in regular football. Um, so it's not, to me, the, the same type of looks. Now, you get to work on some of your concepts and you get to throw and catch and things like that. But when you, when you, when you do that, sometimes you miss out on some of the fundamental work. And so we, we do some, but not a lot. But we do a lot of seven on seven against each other but we run the defenses that we're going to face and that we see all the time. So it's, it's productive in that way, and, and especially in the development of our quarterbacks. Gotcha. Well, we're talking to Coach Mark Hudspeth at Gulf Shores. Coach, so you said that you guys will start in April. Do you uh, end in a spring game? Do you already have one lined up? 
Yep, spring game May the twelfth, and this year we're gonna we're gonna do an inter squad game instead of a of a, of a against an opponent, more of an A day game. And so, you know, what that allows you to do is continue preparing all the way up to the final spring game. Because when you play an opponent, those last three practices, you've really got to change gears. Now you start putting in game plans, sort of like a game week during the season. And you really don't get, get a chance to keep developing the young players, keep developing your players all the way up. And so we're going to really focus on our team and our players and then get a lot of guys reps even during the spring game uh, this year. So that'll be May 12th at 6 o'clock uh, at M- Mickey Miller Blackwell Stadium. Who's going to do it like Colorado and go ahead and start selling tickets now and try to get the biggest crowd out for, <laughs> for a spring game yeah, there on the coast? If, if, we can get the, if we can get the crowd we had for our last home game, uh, it would be unreal. You know, we had the biggest crowd in school history, a great production. It was uh, – it was what you know we've been aspiring to for Gulf Shores football to be, and a lot of people that were there across the state media-wise said it was one of the best game productions that they'd seen. I just wish the football we had shown up and done a little more of our part in the second half. We played a really good first half, you know, we're up 14 to nothing, and uh, just gave a really good team a little bit of a sliver. And when you give a good team an opportunity to get back in the game, you know they take advantage of it, and they certainly did. Coach French does a great job over there at Faith, and got a lot of respect for him. Known him, recruited his schools for a long time. Yeah, he's a good guy. Hey, Coach Husbands, we sure appreciate your time. We wish Gulf Shores the best of luck as you get ready in the spring, and I'm sure we'll be catching up this summer and and definitely in August going into uh, to the fall. That's Coach Mark Hutsmith with the Gulf Shores. Coach, thank you so much, and best of luck. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great night. Yes, sir. You too. Hey, stick around. One more segment to go here on the Prep Spotlight on Sports Radio Welcome back into the Prep Spotlight. Talking all things high school sports. And, uh, you know, it's funny because as I kind of travel around and talk to different folks, and they're like, you know, what, you guys talk high school sports all year long. And I'm like, well, we'll take a little break about June, July, and then jump right back in once football season starts heating up but man there's always things to talk about so whether it be spring football whether it be basketball baseball softball is really ramping up right now i've seen a lot of teams locally uh, that have gotten started and and we've got some great talent on the softball field and on the baseball diamond as we talk to coach brett boutwell and and talking about bryson golf and and the the start to the season that that young man's had pitching Throwing a five-game complete game against IMG in last weekend for the Sarahland Spartans, but you know we 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 talk about Sarahland, and one of the things that that uh, I read this week, Antonio Coleman, uh, the outstanding defensive lineman, getting an offer from Alabama. I don't know if I've ever seen a team a that has the sophomore class that that Sarahland had, but then that has 
was it three three different players from that sophomore class, all with offers from from Alabama. <laughs> Ron, are you? <laughs> yeah, these Alabama offers just keep rolling in. They really do. I mean, it, it's amazing, you know, just the talent that they had and what will be coming back. But then to look at at uh, uh, three young men getting – I mean, it's usually rare that you get an Alabama-Auburn offer here and there spread out. But the SEC offers just seem to be rolling around here on the Gulf Coast lately, and, and that Sareland group is really kind of garnering a lot of them. I think I saw K.J. Lacey got another big-time one today from Oklahoma, if I saw that correctly. So that <laughs> – I would say it's a talented sophomore class they have over at Saraland. And then we had Josh Flowers on today, committed to Mississippi State. How about that? Yeah, really, you know, and it's something I didn't think about until, I guess, a couple weeks ago um, when we had uh, David Armstrong on, uh, basketball coach over at Baker, and we were talking about them. And once, once Coach Armstrong got off the phone with us, I think Corey was with me, and I started talking about how good Baker could be, you know, again with LeBaron coming back and things like that. And he's like, well, the interesting thing will be because Josh Flowers was such a key part of that basketball team as well. Um, you know, after football season, does, does Josh early enroll at Mississippi State now that he's fully committed? Or does, you know, does he stick around the rest of his senior year and play out basketball season? Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that as you get ready to start looking at some of that. And and you forget about that piece of the puzzle when you have guys that are multi-sport athletes. Yeah, I haven't even thought about that. I mean, I, I would think he's going to early enroll considering that he's committed to play in Starkville to play football. But I mean, it's, it's certainly worth at least asking the question. Yeah, it, it's, it's something to think about because, you know, as a – you, you you talk to college coaches and you talk to a lot of other coaches that you know I know a few years back the philosophy was you know hey I want I want a kid concentrating on whatever and now coaches are have that whole like I want them well-rounded as they possibly can be yeah. I don't want them and I think dr. James Andrews came out with that study several years back the well-known orthopedic surgeon about y you don't want a kid playing the same sport year-round all year round mm. from a young age because you know, that's where you're going to have the, the injuries because they're just working the same muscle groups. Let them, you know. And, and listen, as a former athlete, and I say former, that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, all right, now I'm, I'm Homewood Patriot legend. There you go. I, I'm sore from playing pickleball the other day and then walking two miles today, right? But, uh, you know, back in the day, I, I would never come off the football field and thought I was in great shape. And we play our last football game on a Friday and then usually go to a basketball game either that Saturday or that Monday and play a half a quarter and realize how bad of shape I was actually in. Yeah, I, you brought up the James Andrews study. That's that's interesting stuff. I'll have to go check it out. Generally, you see the name Dr. James Andrews. It's never associated with a good headline, is it? Well, it's usually somebody. Yeah, if somebody you're going getting to see Doctor James or, yeah, Andrews. It's it's not good. Yeah, he he really did talk about how you know it was weird. I think it was back when folks were asking why are we seeing you know uh, fifteen year old kids having Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and, and it was like, well, because you know we used they're to throwing play, harder than they ever did. Throwing harder than they ever did, and they're playing baseball year round. Yeah, you know, you, you never had a kid that was playing, um, you know five baseball games a weekend. I mean, I know they're still doing things to kind of limit how many games and how many innings, but, you know, 
We used to play baseball for 20 games, and maybe if you're a starting pitcher, you pitched seven or eight of those. Yeah. And then you had three other folks that were in the rotation with you. Um, never were you playing uh, 50, 60 games a year, maybe even more, and then multi-games on the weekends. A and that's one thing that this – I still do not understand how softball pitchers are able to do what they do and yeah. throw – I mean – Back to back, back to back days, yeah. complete games. It, it it really is a athletic marvel there. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the young ladies from Alabama. I mean, I think one of them had a uh, Montana Fouts had a perfect game, a perfect game, and then um, probably pitched two days later. I, I, yeah, it's, it, and, it is pretty unbelievable. And, and then on the off day, had a um, um, you know a complete game shutout uh, by by the second pitcher as well so i it, that those young ladies just kind of blow my mind with how they can um you know that just that that motion how much energy it takes and be able to pitch back-to-back -back games uh and we're blessed with some great athletes down here on the coast to get to watch them every week so i, I encourage you that is especially as we get into this baseball and softball season you know go out and and, and catch a local game and and, uh, and support our lo local athletes. And, and I want to thank uh, Sam Gates from Baker High School golf team joining me tonight. Also Coach Brett Boutwell, uh, Sarahland Baseball, and Coach Mark Hudspeth from Gulf Shores. And, and I want to thank Michael Bronner for, for keeping me rolling tonight and keeping us straight. Pig's going to be back with us next week, and uh, we hope you will be as well as we do this every week on the Prep Spotlight here on Sports Radio 105.5. Have a great night.